I like this idea of it being like an island in yourself you can return to and if you're ever feeling lost it's it's there it just you just have to keep swimming hello beauty yes you join me host Joyce Platon as I chat with today's beauty wellness and lifestyle visionaries Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Annabelle Hawkins. She's the creative copywriter and creative strategist for Girl Undiscovered. Welcome, Annabelle. Hi, thanks for having me. I want to learn more about you. What's your background and how are you like growing up as a kid? Well, I'm an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I grew up in Hawke's Bay in New Zealand, so that's on the coast, east coast of the North Island, um, and New Zealand is near Australia for any American listeners who have no idea where that is because I've had that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up on what's called a lifestyle block. I don't know if they have them here, but basically like a small plot of land that's not a farm, but um, bigger than a normal house. Um, so I had this really kind of Uh, rural upbringing where we rode motorbikes and horses and um, painted and it sounds quite ethereal now I think about it but it was also like quite tomboy played rugby um, built huts went camping when I describe it to you now in this context it sounds quite quintessentially New Zealand and I guess it was Mm -hmm. Um, so and then I moved um, to Wellington to Uh, which is the capital city, to do a degree in journalism. And I lived there for seven years. Uh, And then I moved to Melbourne for two years, and now I'm based in Auckland. Oh, nice. Um, So now that you're in L.A., are you based there in L.A., or do you um, spend your time, you split your time between uh, New Zealand and here? Uh, We're just here on a, like, three-week trip at the Mm -hmm. moment, but because Girl Undiscovered has just launched in the States, it will be... Yeah, kind of sharing between the two. That's cool. Yeah. So um, tell me about Girl Undiscovered. Oh, where to start? Yeah. (laughs) So Girl Undiscovered is a natural skincare brand that um, is born out of New Zealand. uh, And they have, we have three co-founders. So uh, Charlotte Devereux, who's the product developer, um, uh, Sarah Orm, who's the creative director, and Philly Gibby, who's the CEO. Uh, and so there were three friends with really different backgrounds specializing in um, beauty. Sarah's a photographer, um, Philly's a really incredible businesswoman. And they came together um, out of this desire f- from Charlotte's behalf to find skincare that would work for her teenage daughter who had really bad skin. Mm-hmm. And she had found this incredible ingredient, the NACA, which is. Um, from Myanmar, um, from the tree bark up there, uh, which had these like incredible properties that until then had been really difficult to import into the, into the West, particularly in Western skincare. And so that's how it began. Um, from a philosophy perspective, the company is very much set up on a, a feminist mission, I think, to uh, liberate women's spirits in, in the beauty industry and, and make it more around a feeling and a, and a natural thing that you can arrive at as opposed to this sort of superficial achievement that I think is a really easy trap for us to, as women to fall into. 
Yeah. As a creative strategist, copywriter, and creative for Girl on the Scar mm-hmm. covered, how do you, what is your title to explain to me what you do on a day to day basis for them? <laughs> I'm probably like such a classic example of like a slashy. Yeah. So um, my background is um, in journalism, as I mentioned, but I've also spent seven years um, in advertising and marketing. Um, and then I'm a writer on the side as well. So it's, it's a lot of that. So it's, it's working with Zara. We've just been up here on um, two shoots. Mm-hmm. We've just been up in Joshua Tree and then um, shot down in Santa Monica Beach. So we work really closely with, in terms of the branding, um, I do all the writing for the brand, mm-hmm. and then more day-to-day digital, tactical, um, strategic stuff, and working with the team to um, plan our upcoming campaigns, etc. Um, because we've just launched in the states, it's a really new market for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that takes a whole kind of different way of thinking as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm looking at your products and across the website and even the packaging. There's really these cute poems that are everywhere. Um, Tell me about that. Where do you draw your inspiration from? And I just love that it really has that down to earth feel to the products and even just like the writing. You know, it sets the mood for, you know, the uh, the target customer. Yeah. Well, um, as I said before, I'm a, a poet and I Uh, came on board with Girl Undiscovered because they were interested in pulling poeticisms Mm -hmm. into the brand um, in a way that would mirror Sarah's incredible photography. Um, And so sort of from a strategic point of view, but also from an emotional point of view, I wanted it to really... um, stir a sense of girls feeling understood and really like create these vivid feelings of like oh my god I feel that too when you for listeners it's Mm. like um there's poems on the on the underside of every box um also growing up in New Zealand like it sounds quite dreamy but you do you you are quite connected with nature Mm -hmm. and so a lot of our all of our products have really simple natural ingredients um and it is sort of tapping into that feeling of what it feels like to be in nature and be 100% wild mm-hmm. and relinquish yourself from um, the constraints of society, how you think you should be, particularly as a woman, um, and connect with, with girls in that way. Um, and so all the poems are based on personal experiences I have had with my female friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so like... Uh, I don't know, we would drive out of the city into the hills to my friend's beach house every weekend and like that feeling of like taking off your bra and eating snacks on the floor (laughs) and like not washing your hair and and that being the essence of beauty as opposed to um, going out on a Saturday night and feeling like you have to lather yourself up in all this makeup. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because that's Mm -hmm. always kind of fun to do as well, but it's more tapping into that spirit of what are the moments that we feel free Mm -hmm. and perhaps that can be the definition of beauty as opposed to an aesthetic thing. Yeah, very true. So the name Girl Undiscovered... I want to know more about that undiscovered part. Can you please explain further? Yeah, so mm-hmm. Girl Undiscovered is, it's about the girl wanderer mm-hmm. in, in us all in the sense that kind of whatever age you are, you have a girl within and that girl is the free girl and um, and how how we can tap into that and, and always sort of be true to that girl. Um, and so perhaps it's it's less mainstream. It's It's about girls who 
think a little bit and and pondersome and and wild and um, you know perhaps feel a little bit misunderstood mm-hmm. or um, want to feel a bit more free in their lives um, and ta- and so it's encapsulating that essence of of universal girldom. Yeah. So I I've seen like that your champion ingredients are Kanaka honey, Kanaka tree bark, and cold pressed coconut oil. Mm-hmm. Um, can you describe each of them? Yes. Yeah. You'd hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like I love all the natural ingredients, mm-hmm. and I know that like we all know that honey is like a great anti-inflammatory, but I know it goes deeper than that because it's a particular honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll start with the honey. Yeah. So Kanuka honey, well, New Zealand is really famous for its honey, um, mm. our exporting, but also often if you're at the airport in any international terminal in yeah. New Zealand, people are just like filling their suitcases oh, cool. with it. <laughs> um, and each of these ingredients, and I'll talk about each one, um, has sort of like a history in, in the native culture mm. from where it's from. So in New Zealand, Kanuka honey is incredibly potent, Um and has sort of origins in Māori healing culture. So Māori is our um, indigenous Mm -hmm. culture. Um, And to heal wounds, um, if you are sick, like have like a flu or something, if you take a um, spoonful of it, it's it's really good for your like sore Mm -hmm. throat. So it has these um, sort of a long history of healing in, in in ancient New Zealand culture. Ancient New Zealand is very new compared to mm-hmm. most place, other places in the world. Um, you know, tribes used to put them on kawakawa leaves mm-hmm. and wrap wounds in them. So they have incredibly potent healing qualities. Um, and then the coconut oil, I guess that's quite a sort of superfood yeah. in, mm-hmm. in the skin industry. Um, so I probably won't labor into that. Mm-hmm. But again, it has really amazing antibacterial and antifungal mm-hmm. properties. We sourced that from Bali. So um, Philly Gibby, our CEO, she lived there for a, a number of years and um, has met with the suppliers over there. It's a real kind of way of life and, and source of um, livelihood for communities mm-hmm. over there. Like you'll see kids walking to school, picking up coconuts and taking them to be harvested on the way to school mm-hmm. to support their families um and and they're just it's such a superfood in terms of you know ingestible beauty but also mm-hmm. topical on your skin it absorbs really nicely and you know is really esteemed for not leaving like a really greasy residue mm-hmm. um and so we've like worked really hard to make connections with our suppliers there so all of our Supply chains are really transparent, but also really small. Mm-hmm. So we know for our with our Thanaka, for example, um, who ha- who exactly harvests it, who's putting it on the boat, who's picking it up from the boat and bringing it to our warehouse in, in New Zealand. Like we know all those people personally, um, which I think it was a it was a really big task to yeah. do, but I think it's really worth it. I think it's really easy to mm-hmm. claim sustainable and transparent, but um, to have gone that full effort, our team actually went up to Myanmar like two or three times in the product development phase of um, our early products. So um, yeah, there's a real heart to it, which takes me to Thanaka. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like two thousand years old in in terms of Burmese culture. If you ever go to Myanmar. Um, a lot of the women you'll see have it on their face oh. as like a decorative thing. It's also a natural sunblock. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I actually was watching an Anthony Bourdain episode recently where he went to Myanmar and you can see it on all the women there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I mentioned earlier, that's really hard to find in Western skincare. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to export for an, a number of reasons. Um, you know, obviously all the civil unrest that's been happening in Myanmar and all the difficulties around trying to get out of the country. So it's actually one of the only um, skincare lines that has predominantly Finaca in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredible. And so we sort of loved that it had these roots in these ancient cultures, um, but also that it had this amazing kind of um, female story behind it as well. Yeah, I love that um, reading about your story, um, the Girl Undiscovered story, is that you guys really made it a point to create that grassroots relationship with your suppliers Mm -hmm. in Bali and Myanmar. You can even see like their photos on the website. So um, can you um, share with us how that was created, how you guys discovered these suppliers? Um, Was it Philly, due to Philly's, you know, time there in Bali? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. for the for the coconuts in Bali. Mm-hmm. Um, in New Zealand, obviously, it's close to home, so we can forge those yeah. relationships ourselves. Um, in terms of Myanmar, that was a really laborious task mm-hmm. um, to get to the right source. We had to go through um, the New Zealand embassy, the British embassy. The mm-hmm. British embassy then connected us with someone in Myanmar. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah flew over and, like, it was like an investigative journalism yeah. mission <laughs> trying to get to um, a reliable source of the NACA. And um, it's it's meant to be, I personally haven't been there, but incredible going through Burma. It's like um, one Thanaka tree is like, they call it a family's retirement plan oh. because it is that sort of yeah. such a large source of prospective income for them. Um, and so through all of those connections and all of that work that took, I think, quite a few months mm-hmm. um we met this community and and uh you know went through all of their supply chains walked through all the forests and um actually bought them a really proper machine to mm-hmm. do their harvesting with um to make sure that uh it was like really clean when it was being harvested um and yeah we keep in touch with them and obviously um have a really sort of close working relationship with them Mm -hmm. and making sure that um, the income from our business was being uh, reinvested ethically back Mm -hmm. into the community. You know, there was no child labor or female exploitation. Mm -hmm. And that was really important to us as well. I think when you're dealing with really beautiful and exotic ingredients, it's quite easy to get enamored with how amazing they are and not work really hard to see actually the supply chain behind it Mm -hmm. and like our crystals for example they're sourced from brazil and um really ethically it's actually really hard to find ethically sourced crystals so um yeah that's a really big part of our business Mm -hmm. can you touch more about what ethically sourced means yeah Mm -hmm. good idea good good, good question um Mm. because it's it's like really easy to have a buzzword right we've been running these research focus groups um at the moment and and a lot of it a lot of the girls have said natural almost means nothing anymore mm-hmm. because um, particularly with FDA regulations, mm-hmm. et cetera, it's really easy to um, sort of make all of these claims. Yeah. Sustainably sourced, ethically yeah. sourced. Yeah, yeah, and we're super aware of it. I think in a lot of our comms, we try to stay stray away from that a little bit but in terms of um, really cognizant of greenwashing um, and, and want 
we think their value is actually in telling our stories and, mm-hmm. and having met these people and how incredible they are, um, as opposed to trying to, you know, blast people with those those sorts <laughs> of claims. Um, so in terms of ethical, I think it's about um, the way in which something is harvested, the way in which that is then made into our products, the way the company operates, the way in which um, we market ourselves, mm-hmm. the way in which the experience is to actually consume the product. So I think it's a, like a holistic approach as a company with all these little aspects. Yeah. yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems to me that with you guys' relationship with um, the Bali and the Myanmar culture, you guys have somehow like provided like a new livelihood for them in a sense of just, you know, um, because I know in a lot of areas, me coming from the Philippines as well, like it's good to somehow, in a sense, share our technology with them, teach them that in a sense, and also use their resources at the same time. There's like a giving back to the community while at the same time providing them with a livelihood and a new source of income for their family. Is that how like it became now with um, some of your suppliers with ba- uh, in Bali and Myanmar? Yeah, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much so. I think it's really important for us as well to not have this really um, colonial lens mm-hmm. um, when we are engaging with these communities, i.e. we're going in here and helping you mm-hmm. and p- giving the money and, and just kind of walking away. It was really important for us that there was no sort of imperialism going mm-hmm. on, right, and that we were incredibly respectful and of the way in which they worked and, and making sure that it was by no and in no way sort of diminishing their culture or their community and how they operated as well. Um, Yeah, so I definitely don't think that girl is like painting ourselves as like a savior of these communities Mm -hmm. um, because we feel incredibly respectful of Mm the habitat in which they're they're sort of harvested yeah. from as well as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's really important to us to have those um, mm. really transparent relationships with them. Yeah, I want to learn more about these crystals that are infused in your products. I love crystals, yeah. and they excite me that you mentioned that they're from Brazil. Yeah, yeah, I want to learn more about it and like what are what is what are the roles of the crystals in the products. Everyone loves the crystals. Mm-hmm. I love the crystals. <laughs> I wonder if you can hear it like yes. in the, yeah. in the um, Should open it. crystal cleansing yeah. water. So um, we have two products with crystals at the moment. Um, Joyce is just unbo- unboxing. Yeah, unboxing is people packaging. And then there's all these like really beautiful crystals in there from Brazil, right? Yeah. Ethically sourced from Brazil. <laughs> Uh, so they, so in the, um, cleansing water is rose quartz, citrine, Mm -hmm. I think just rose quartz and citrine in there. Yeah. Um, we also have amethyst stones in our products as well. Mm -hmm. So it's part of a more of a holistic approach to skincare. Um, I think that, um, like I mentioned before, our products have not a lot, like a thousand sort of ingredients in them. We wanted the essences and the ingredients to be as pure as possible um but we do like the idea of um skincare being a part part of a wider self-care ritual and i'm really kind of um conscious of using self-care in a way that's not really buzzwordy yeah. like oh look after yourself but um this idea of like what happens when you just make five minutes for yourself a day um 
and again, I mean this in not an inspirational quote way, but in a way that it's like um, taking the small time. So crystals ha- are obviously, um, you know, they have more of a spiritual connotation. They're linked in more like holistic health practices. Mm-hmm. And I think you can sort of take from them whatever you like. Some people are really into them. I personally am as well. Yeah. <laughs> but even if you just like the way they catch the light, the way um, you feel like they emit like a great energy mm. into the products. Um, yeah, I think I think they're really beautiful. They obviously each um, each stone has a healing quality attached mm-hmm. to it. For instance, rose quartz is sort of the universal love stone. Mm-hmm. Citrine is more gen- general and it, it's more about creativity. Um, and so we have them uh, in a little pack that you get. Um, you can get alongside our face oil elixir um, and use that to massage the oil into your skin. Mm-hmm. And that's also um, to help lymphatic drainage and tension releasing around like your jawline and mm-hmm. under your eyes. Um, we were actually up in Joshua Tree on a shoot the other day and um, I was working behind the scenes giving everyone a, a facial. So and, lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to get into this modeling yeah. business. Um, and, uh, and they were just like, oh my gosh. It was actually quite magic because we were sort of in the desert. Yeah. And we were out in, this, in the heat and, um, you know, these beautiful crystals. So I understand there's like can be skepticism around mm-hmm. like, oh, a crystal's even magic. But I think, like I said, you take from it what you like. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they um, really help infuse like a lovely energy into yeah. the product. Removing this sort of clinical idea of skincare, mm-hmm. right? Like my skin needs seven steps before I go to bed at night. And it just becomes sort of an enjoyable physical mm-hmm. practice. You know, our body scrubs like, Oh, I'm obsessed with it. It's like chocolate mousse on your skin. Um, And that actually just becoming a nice sort of physical practice for yourself as opposed to feeling like you need these chemicals to fix you before you start your day or end the day. So one of our, I guess, taglines for Girl Undiscovered is 100% wild. Mm -hmm. And that refers to two parts of the brand. Firstly, um, how the products grow. So these are like on hillsides and, you know, at the bottom of mountain ranges, yeah. you know, that's the wild wildness of the ingredients, but also it's meant to encapsulate this idea of a wild spirit and and this feeling that of unleashing your mm-hmm. natural self. I really hate this pressure of subscribing or feeling like you need to look a certain way. Um, it's definitely not about this at all. Mm-hmm. You'll notice on our packaging often the face is obscured in oh, the photographs. Yes, I didn't notice that. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's just really not about how you look but really how you feel mm-hmm. and 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 that's where the things like the crystals and and the sort of physicality of the products come in because it's like how liberating is it to um take all of that away and just actually feel lucky to be alive and be in the skin that Very we're in yeah. yeah i know it's it's like saying that skincare or taking care of yourself doesn't have to be high maintenance Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just so not a high maintenance mm-hmm. like skin product mm-hmm. girl. I w- was laughing when you asked me, um, like, what's your favorite beauty product? And I was like, oh, I feel like a bad girl. No, I, I like would go into Sephora and just be so lost. So I, <laughs> it's kind of funny for me in that respect to work in skincare. Uh-huh. But I think that's what this the sort of energy that you get from this brand mm-hmm. is that it's 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 not about that chasing that aesthetic and and feeling like you have to look a certain way yeah 
I want to learn more about you. I know I you are a poet and <laughs> you did have a sellout book. Um, can you talk more about that? What was the title of your book? Yeah, so um, I'm a, yep, yeah, I'm a poet. <laughs> I, um, I started a blog when I was 19 mm -hmm. and I, um, I say that kind of tongue in cheek because I've, I'm like, I feel like, oh, I'm a blogger, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I really just started it as like a digital scrapbook for a lot of the work I was, I was writing. And for me, it was very much like, oh, I have all these sort of pieces of paper of like scribbles in my room. What mm -hmm. if I just collected them all in a digital place? And I swear, like only my mum read it for like two years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, um, I got approached by a publisher and uh, my good friend is a typographic designer. So we worked together to create this book, um, which is called This Must Be The Place. It's named after the Talking Heads song. There's heartbreak in it. There's um, sort of struggling for a sense of home and sort of talking about family and, and mental health and and um, coming to grips with your body and, and trying to feel okay. Um, so I published that when I was 23. I'm 26 now. Mm -hmm. I'm working on another one. Um, Yay, exciting. That, yeah, exciting. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really amazing experience. From there, I properly set up a website, which I publish on regularly mm -hmm. and do like little commissions and mm -hmm. things like that, um, often for like um, – like Christmas or um, like Valentine's Day, yeah. I'll like put out a call on Instagram and get people to send me things about someone and I'll write write them a poem to give as presents. So oh, nice. yeah, it's um, I really love it. Um, and it's it's been a real pleasure to be able to take that poetic side of me and, and infuse it into a brand mm -hmm. that feels like a really perfect match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would like to read like a line or two here from the box it's like your phone is ringing your friend is outside she is waiting you are going through the hills and to the sea what beauty should feel like that's so beautiful oh, thank can you. you tell me more about that little excerpt here in the box of our crystal cleansing water so for me that poem is like that feeling of being really stifled by a city and that feeling of escape but not escapism like let's just get drunk and go to town but mm. like um this is go out into the wild and relinquish all of these superficial pressures we feel when we live in a city and not brush our hair and yeah. tell each other our secrets yeah. and how liberating that is. Um, and that should be what beauty should feel like. And that should be what we should strive for mm -hmm. when we look after ourselves, not how hot am I or how much can I look like how I'm meant to be. That's true. Yeah, it's like from what I gather from like Girl Undiscovered and in that little poem in this box is that it's like girl and discovered is like your girl best friend. It's like you don't have to fear anything. Like she's right there. Just go for it. That kind of thing. Yeah, go totally. for your plans. Go for your goals and dreams. And then you don't have to just like look like anyone. You know, you could just tell her all your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, and I mean, as a writer, I always find that talking about vulnerabilities or things that are perhaps closer to the bone or a bit raw or a bit difficult to talk about are often the things that people come up to me and are like, oh my God, you felt that too. I thought I was the only person to feel that. Mm -hmm. And that's like an incredible connector of humans. Mm -hmm. So I think there's like a real strength in vulnerability as well. Um, and that's something that we're really passionate about in terms of exploring and, and elevating that conversation with girls which is what we're doing with the real girl conversations yeah too. 
Tell me how you connected with Girl Undiscovered or like the founders of Girl Undiscovered and eventually became like their copywriter and creative. Um, so classic girl wanderer story. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on a surf trip in Sri Lanka mm-hmm. and got an email from um, Sarah, the creative director, and she had found my website and loved the poems and then said, can you write for us? Um, so I wrote I wrote them like an init- initial copy from um the beach in Sri Lanka and Waligama. A lot of um, Girl Undiscovered staff are in transit at some point in time because we're quite um, like an international girl collective, especially expanding to the States now. We're often all traveling and exploring and um, bringing those findings back and infusing our work with it. So yeah, it's the ultimate girl wanderer tribe. Yeah, and she's like, I want you on board. Yeah, and that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah super in love with it, and it really resonated to me. She talked about this is the type of girl we want um, to buy our products, and I was like, wow, that's like kind of like me. My personal mm-hmm. elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I joked with Sarah today that it was like a Tinder bio, not that I used Tinder, <laughs> but like it was exactly me. Yeah. So I feel really connected to it, and and I hope that that level of um, you know, personability resonates and and filters through to the brand, which it does, yeah. Which it does, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give those who are trying to discover their beauty within? I think about this a lot, actually. I think, mm. um, uh, I think it's just so easy to caught up, be caught up with this pressure of how you think you need to look especially with Instagram I feel really fraught with how I use social media or I have until quite recently I think like just be you I sound so Mm -hmm. cringe but like um just find the things that make you feel amazing because that's where beautiful is Mm -hmm. and I just I think as women, we've spent so much time. I mean, we're in such an interesting era post Me Too. I think that um, it's just like it's your relationship with your personal beauty is an ongoing journey. I don't think it's like it's something you ever arrive at where you're like, oh, I'm beautiful now. Okay, thank God. I'm going to the beach any day of the week and it's going to be like totally fine. Um, and so acknowledging that it is a journey and, and it will never end. But I like this idea of it being like an island in yourself you can return to. And if you're ever feeling lost, it's it's there. It just, mm. you just have to keep swimming. So um, finding the things that you can physically do that make you feel beautiful as opposed to, and when I say physically do, I don't mean like a new concealer. I mean an activity or, mm. or a, a way of thinking or doing, whether that's yoga or running or mm-hmm. dancing or yeah. traveling or sleeping or and, and giving that sort of enough space in your life. With your regard, how do you deal with it? Meaning, I know you like yoga, mm-hmm. you like painting. So is that how you deal with, like you said, um, you've kind of come into terms with Instagram and social media? Yeah. So you just found your own, like, I guess, hobby and just focus on that instead of just pouring over senseless pages and <laughs> well I guess pages, like yeah. I think that we all acknowledge that we mm-hmm. all still do that I don't yeah. like care. it's hard to like stay away from it sometimes yeah. especially with our work right yeah totally yeah. I also don't want to be really puritan here and be like I never look on anyone's Instagram feed and feel worse about myself because that's a lie yeah. but um I think for me I and I'm like 
you probably have like five products in my shower. I don't have like very fancy hair. Mm-hmm. I just like want to be very clear that or like open yeah. about the fact that I'm not like a very polished woman mm-hmm. in terms of that. And I think amazing for women who just love that and own it. So I mm-hmm. think it's about just owning your shit, right? Just like very true. Yeah, if you love makeup, just be there. Yeah. If, if you don't, and you have weird kind of like cartoon character here aka myself own that (laughs) um so yeah I think that's personally I do um yeah I do yoga but I also just like love getting a beer with my friends Mm -hmm. and sitting with their dog on their porch and that feels like an authentically beautiful moment Mm -hmm. as well so sort of like appreciating those small moments that can give you that feeling of beautiful as opposed to I need a new dress to feel beautiful I need um to get my eyebrows like shaped by that fancy woman to feel beautiful being Mm -hmm. like okay what's more of like a holistic thing what's an experience how can I create that as a as a feeling as opposed to an aesthetic thing yeah I agree 100% yeah but now we're gonna go to that question okay (laughs) you're like what is your favorite beauty product it doesn't have to be makeup or skincare it could be like hair or even like an oil Okay, I was thinking about this. I was like, oh my God, I'm such a bad girl. What am I going to say? <laughs> um, uh, this sounds really shanty, but I um, my mum used to have a lavender farm when we grew up mm-hmm. in my New Zealand life that I was describing, which sounds mm-hmm. like something out of a storybook when yeah. I say in context mm-hmm. of this LA studio. Um, she had a lavender farm when we grew up, and so whenever I travel, because I travel quite a lot, I um, have this little uh, spray bottle that I put like 80% water and um, like 20% of that lavender oil. Mm. And um, I get quite bad insomnia. So I, I spray it at night and it's just like home immediately from my childhood. Mm. Um, and so I carry that with me in my travels. And um, I'm going to use that as my like favorite beauty product, yeah. one that I make in uh-huh. this like weird secondhand bottle that I found in an op shop. Um, but yeah, I like the idea of being able to carry around that sense of home. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and what's next for Girl Undiscovered and Annabelle? Good question. Mm. So I'm super excited about the next product that we're launching, um, which is a gold zinc. It's like a a zinc stick, Mm. um, which is an SPF sunblock, but also like a decorative stick, like perfect for Coachella, that sort of stuff. Um, I actually got a tester about a year ago when it was still in R&D and I was um, in Bali on a surf trip and I wore it um, out in the waves and I came back into shore and all of the local Indonesian guys were like, oh my God, it's a sea queen. It's a sea queen. I was like, wow, that's not me. I'm not that good at surfing. Why are they calling me that? And it was because the um, gold reflected in the water and they were like, it's like a halo around you when you swim. So it's amazing. (laughs) And so the whole day I had um, like surfers coming up to me, mostly girls being like, can I have some? Like, what is this magic gold? So um, it's amazing. I'm really excited to launch it it's just finishing like sort of finalizing all of its compliance now that's reminiscent to the you said the Myanmar where they put those then yeah that um Danica tree bark yeah. on their face right yeah. as a decorative kind of like look yeah gold is yeah. a big inspiration for girl also the temple from mm-hmm. the temples in Myanmar so we have like a gold bag which you get your products in when you buy them uh-huh. which is really inspired by the temple roofs mm-hmm. in Myanmar and that's also what inspired this this 
sync stick. That's cool. Well, yeah. what are your social channels and where can they find you? Well, Girl Undiscovered. Mm -hmm. And you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're both on Instagram because mm -hmm. if you're alive, why are you existing if you're not on there? Um, <laughs> and we both have websites as well. Mm -hmm. So just Girl Undiscovered on Instagram and on the internet. And then just Annabelle Hawkins on Instagram and the internet. Yeah. But your Instagram, I think, has an underscore, right? Yeah, it yes. does. Yeah. <laughs> so underscore Annabelle. Underscore and... Hawkins. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Annabelle, for joining us today. I really enjoyed learning more about you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here and, um, yeah, talk about this really cool philosophy.